What's up, Ned? What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. We're we're talking about Adventure Time again. It's that time of day. It's, it's that time of week. It's uh, late on a Thursday. We got two episodes we got to record. We're just pulling the curtain back, and uh, Ned's already had dinner and having a drink, and I'm over here drinking water and starving to death. So excited <laughs> for gotta, this one. We got to get you some food. Hopefully, we don't get some <laughs> hangry Russell arguing I had some with granola. me at the end of this. <laughs> okay, you got some got some hikers food. Hikers. Yeah, food. I had some granola. It was like super grains, is what the bag said. It was like dark chocolate flavored, so I really can't complain. Um, it's not. Bad. No, I think last week, if anything, that was probably Hangry Russell. Maybe that's why mm-hmm. I was so mad at Ice King. I'm not. I'm not really sure. But welcome everybody. Adventure Time podcast, Never Ending Adventure. You, you're here. <laughs> trigger words. Uh, trigger words. I'm Russell Tindall, one of your co-hosts. You got DJ Nettie P, Ned <laughs> Pruitt on the other side. And we're going to be talking about Mortal Recoil. I'm very curious to see what the reaction to last week's episode will be with everybody. And this is just a new, new episode. It's kind of... We were talking a little bit before this of how we feel just generally about this episode. And... I mentioned, Ned, that I really do feel like this should have been episode one of season three. I think this would have been a great follow-up. It doesn't feel like it builds on the hype of the last episode. I think Princess Bubblegum falling into the vat or the energy, the power well, and then Ice King kind of just being like to blame is really the ultimate ending to season two to make you just super hype for the next season. This isn't the last episode of the season as we talked about last week, but... It wraps up the se- it wraps up the season two. I, I yeah. just think it would have been a better opening. It wraps up season two. It still leaves you on a f- it leaves you on a fun cliffhanger and and something you know like it ends with the snail, obviously still possessed by the lich, which honestly is a good cliffhanger. It's good. Ton- it's tons on. of um. I mean, I'll just start it up, man. Tons of production notes. Just reading up on this episode, um, the wiki pages. Like this is the actually you know a lot of facts and fun stuff that I get from the show is um, the fact that I'm reading it off of like oh, Advent- Adventure Times, like fandom wiki. These episodes actually had their own Wikipedia page, which I thought was very interesting because I really do think that if there was any adults or kids watching through the show as it was being released, Mortal Folly and Mortal Recoil solidified this show as a canon type show. We're going to have continuations of stories. like, And I think the snail solidifies that. This whole like to be continued. Um, you had to have seen these two episodes to understand what's going to happen next season. And that builds a really core fan base. You know what I mean? I don't disagree. I will say, and to like hyping up the show, good on the show. They did a really good job of, in my opinion, the nuances of if you didn't watch the rest of the show, you still can enjoy this episode. For example, mm-hmm. kind of what you're saying, something that is canonical is that uh, Peppermint Butler has kind of got an evil side to him. And in this, he walks in the room, he freaks out, he hisses, drops the tea, goes everywhere, and then he like sprints out and shows his, his fangs. And that is certainly them, you know, harking back to a, a, a previous episode 
where we've seen kind of the evils of the dark side of Peppermint Butler, where he knows death and he knows, you know, kind of things that he probably shouldn't be aware of. But in this episode, they just kind of throw it in there very subtly. And if you don't watch the rest of the show, it's not going to ruin that episode (laughs) for you. You'd be like, okay, that weird Peppermint guy uh, ran off. But like, that's, that's when I think there's so many later episodes that, Oh, you can just appreciate every single minute of it because they just take the episode and it's just like, boom, that's canon. Boom, that's canon. Boom, that's an old Starchy reference. Boom, that's an old PB reference. Okay. And like they start. So we're gonna build. It's building. It's been and this you could see a lot of building in this episode with just like Nurse Pound Cake. You can see it with Peppermint Butler. You can see it with the Gumball Guardians. Like, um, there's a lot of like little things and you could be like, oh yeah, if we hadn't stopped and talk about gumball guardians earlier in season one um then we wouldn't yeah you'd be a little you wouldn't understand you'd be like what's that. that guy doing sitting on the wall outside the candy kingdom you know yeah it, that was a nice throwback for sure to have him be a part of it like big monster in the candy kingdom we need someone big that can stop it or at least hold it up for a little bit Ned, you mentioned one of the new characters we got introduced to in this episode mm-hmm. nurse pound cake yeah, nurse. Was there a significance to her? No, she she has a wonderful cameo episode um, later on in the seasons. Where, oh, how do I say it without spoiling it? It's just it's a whole episode that you don't know it's about her, and then it ends up being about her. So it's kind of cool that she's a she's a canonical character as well. Even these like C list characters, as they call them. That like, dude, she she has an appearance later on. Like, this is an, an introduction to a character that has a line, you know? Yeah. Well, she was, and I'm not gonna make it this. She was my uh, sexy character initially, and I thought about it, and I discussed it. I I had a um, I hired someone to to talk with me about my jokes, my writing of my jokes, and. If it would be appropriate, uh, also known as Allie. I, I talked to Allie about this one. <laughs> the, screen, um, the screener of your jokes, maybe? The screener of my jokes. And I've determined to not make her my sexy character. She was going to be my sexy character. I was going to make uh, a distasteful joke about I'd like to pound her and then <laughs> never mind. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make that joke. What is joke. this, a Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> I'm not going to make that joke. Let's just move on. She's there. My previous sexy doctor nurse is there as well. Yeah, uh, Dr. Princess she did lovely. I can't remember. Yeah, Dr. I think Princess. she was both of our lovelies when she she's gave, back. Gunter gave birth. You know, she is back. Oh, I, she's it, good. It weirded me out. She was not there upon the initial, um, like wheeling in of the princess. But they had to she call her in. They needed they, her yeah, to come. I think she's like, yeah. Because she was what she was in the Rock Kingdom last time, treating Rock people. So she must be a on call doctor for hire. Yeah, doctor for hire. <laughs> Something like that. She's a traveling doctor, essentially. Uh, yeah, is what I'm. I'm getting that. Yeah. Well, um, she's obviously. I mean, I guess there's a lot of doctors, but she is Doctor Princess. Even Dr. though she's ice not a cream too, though. That's I know, another well, one. I mean, put some dude, sugars on her. Two two scoops. Two scoops. <laughs> one. Two. I I I will. We'll just jump into it. Lovelies. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. Mine were Dr. Prince, or not Dr. Princess, uh, I, I, Dr. Ice Cream and Nurse Pound, or Nurse Ice Cream, Nurse Pound Cake were my lovelies of this episode, for sure. Wow. I, man, I probably should have made Dr. Ice Cream my lovely as well. Why Why was Dr. Ice Cream your lovely? Um, I think the combination of the two of them, one, the voice acting got me. Like, 
the nurse bound cake kind of almost a woman voice was I thought that was hilarious like you could totally tell it was one of the guys in the studio they were like <laughs> yeah. just do a lady voice like what would a pound cake sound like and some guy did a, a nurse pound cake voice so I loved that aspect and I loved just kind of like their appearance of they are the the doctors in the candy kingdom and like I mean like you just mentioned like two scoops of sugar and they when they're putting her back together, it's just literally like puzzle pieces. Like they're hardly doctors at all, you know? So yeah, I don't know. certainly. And, and just, also was, Princess Bubblegum kind of just appears out of nowhere. Like at one point, she's just like gooey and gross. I mean, Dr. Ice Cream, what's she call her? 90% gross and 10% crazy nasty. 10% crazy nasty. And then all of a sudden she's, you know, she gets a little rest or she flatlines and then she starts to stabilize and then she really forms into the princess bubblegum that we know. And that happens again later on when what you're saying, they had the bubblegum and they're, they don't have enough bubblegum yeah. to put her completely back together. But then they put two pieces together and there's like a third piece on the bed. And then the next time you see the bed, she's like there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it was just like, it's, it's such sketchy doctoring. That's why yeah. they probably called in Dr. Princess, but it's true. I don't know. But well, I yeah, Dan, dude, we did. Well, we hopped into this episode. We were going to talk about uh, you going to uh, freaking the Masters. Yesterday. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that because okay, I want to hear you, lovely. Break. We're we're on the lovelies. Oh, Ned, I don't. I felt so bad because this one I just didn't have a lovely, and I was going to say the random bird that saves Finn mm, when he's uh, yeah. But I'm like, is that even okay? That's not really a character. And call and we we'll don't even know if that's Z-list characters. You know. Yeah, that's a bad lovely, man. I feel really <laughs> guilty about that one. I'm like phoning it in on that lovely. So Yeah, well, it's a, it's a tough one. Again, we, we start, we're again, it kind of establishes the end of season two. We've got primarily characters that have been canon, char- characters that have already been our lovelies through the whole episode. Um, nobody really does anything epic, or I can't say epic. Nobody really does anything that isn't questioned, you know. Uh, you do Finn have, makes mistakes. Jake makes mistakes. Yeah, you you have a mistakes. really funny Ice King this episode, yeah, which is I, interesting compared to like contrasting that to the last episode where I just absolutely hated Ice King. He didn't win me back by any means, but throughout this episode, he had a couple one-liners where he's talking about his his stanky old wizard eyes. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good, and then and then you get a little bit of that like cringe old man. Ice King vibes where he mm. says, uh, I don't want my future wife to be physically unattractive. I don't want, I don't want her to be physically unattractive. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a good one. And uh, okay, I didn't kill her this time. Everybody saw that, right? <laughs> everybody, it's another everybody good one. But then the my tops of the episode, which is like another bad Ice King one that made me giggle and I probably shouldn't have giggled at it was when uh, the big reveal that Princess Bubblegum is 13 years old now and it's the same age as Finn. And then Ice King goes, oh, dang it. Well, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, I'm out of here. <laughs> well, good for the writers for making him. It was funny. That's where he draws the line. As, as much of his insanity is there, that's where he draws the line is, is underage. Love it. Keep he just it played very... a good comic relief this episode. That's all it yeah. was. Well, I had not an opposite thought, but I was going to wait to deep thoughts about this, but I think we can just get into it because... I thought the most important part of this episode was Ice King. And that's Oh, okay. And and it's more now this is coming from the expert on Adventure Time. A lot of things said and done in this episode 
and especially how you felt the last episode where you were like, I'm, I want to punch Ice King. He's awful. He's terrible. He's still a bad guy. And then all of a sudden it flips the tables to where Ice King is there. Um, Finn gives him a swift punch to the face, which was well-deserved. You know, you got your most punchable character because Finn just smacks him in the face right to start the yeah. episode. Throws he the dagum root sword, almost like piercing him. And we uh, saw and his sexy legs. Unnecessary. We saw his sexy legs, sexy <laughs> uh, underwear wraps, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but you, but all of a sudden, right to kick the episode off, you get this humanization of Ice King. And he, they go, no one wants you around, man. You're old. And he's like, I'm not old. And everybody around, all the princesses in the background are like, dude, you're, you're freaking old, man. And he has this moment. He's like, well, I guess I noticed. I, I, I never knew. Like, and he all of a sudden, like, still, you see this, this click in his mind where he's like, um, okay, I guess there's something here that I'm not seeing. And then I'm going to dip out of here. And he, he pulls the whole, like, float into the clouds, uh, like Monty Python. You hear, like, the, the clouds go, like, click together. And... um. I don't know, man. I, there's there's multiple, but you know, the seeing the crazy things in his eyes. Um, he talks about his if I don't have Princess Bubblegum, I'll be trapped in this emotional labyrinth. Which it took me watching this episode twice, and that's for all my fans out there. I'm trying to do this without spoiler dropping, but you realize that his mind is actually a labyrinth of some sort. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that there for all the super fans out there. Like I um and and I don't know. And again, by the end of the episode, we've established that the Lich is bad, but Ice King is not necessarily bad. And so it I really think this is an Ice King development episode. He's no longer gonna be an antagonist, and we know that now, you know? Yeah, he he saw something strange. He was sticking around. I mean, he does say that like he wanted to make sure that his future wife isn't physically unattractive, but he was he was keeping an eye on her. He had like his ear to the wall with a cup or whatever, trying to hear mm-hmm. in, see what was happening while she was, you know, being possessed in the mosquito-looking whatever thing that <laughs> yeah. turned into the giant monster, creepy, creepy episode with yeah, Prince Bubblegum. Not her fault. Lich, Lich's fault. Lich is a creepy character, but yeah, Lich is the. But certainly, uh, again, we this is a, a double episode establishing Lich is the antagonist. It is the bad thing in the show. Ice King is one of these characters that you don't love. That he's not a partner in crime with uh, Finn and Jake the whole time, but he's not a villain whatsoever. Which I, I, you know, first time I ever watched through the show. I had seen the previews and seen the stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, I, the evil Ice King and he's not evil, you know? And that's, it, I love that they established that early on, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Gosh, you're, you're right. <laughs> he can still I be just, punchable. It doesn't mean he's evil. Yeah, you know? I know. I, he just really sucked last episode. It's going to take a lot for me to get over <laughs> He's still that. recovering. I, I don't think this episode necessarily, like, I don't know. I think he's just a comic relief in this episode and... You do see a little bit of what you're talking about, but I think he has a long way to go for me. For it's me all, to I mean, be dude, it's been, a long, it's been a long way to go since he had the encounter with the Cosmic Owl. And I think this episode has been by like far and away the the furthest we've seen him grow. 
in the first when they are like UK, he wants to help. He's like, please let me help you. I saw the lich enter the princess. I can help. I can That's do the true. stuff. Finn is so hesitant because of what happened in the last last episode. I feel like like you and Finn are on the same page. You know, like you're like, I yeah. don't want him to help. Yeah. I want to punch him. I'm on him. Finn's side. I'm on yeah. Finn's side. But he finally caves and he's like, dude, I we we need the Ice King's help. You know, you gotta have all the help, even if you don't like somebody. If there's an well, ultimate Jake, evil to be defeated, Jake was on it the whole time. He was just aware. He had his his like animal instincts just kind of popping off, you know, in the back of his head or in his stomach, where he's just like, "Man, this this is weird." You know, animal everything instincts. happens around Jake, though. It's constantly like, I, you know, maybe Jake is not blinded by his anger, and he's seeing, you know, the the idiosyncrasies or the, or the weirdness, the the awkwardness that's happening with Princess Bubblegum, the characters around Princess Bubblegum, the way that they're reacting when they see, you know, Peppermint Butler and everybody. It's very interesting to see Jake kind of be like, all right, well, Finn, you know, we we probably need his help. But if we're not going to take his help, all right, let's go try and take it down. But just know, we probably need Ice King's help defeating him. Yeah. Well, I would say that would be my only Jake mistake of the episode. Making bacon pancakes. Was that upon initially seeing Princess Bubblegum, Jake has a weird gut feeling, doesn't tell Finn. Or or does does isn't pressing Finn. It's just not enough. I think it was so you know, subtle at first, you know, where he's like, yeah, well. I mean, dude, she exorcists like right out of the bed. Like. Yeah, but at that point, he doesn't have enough. I mean, he basically shows Finn. I mean, just after that, because Finn was gone. And it, then he goes and sees Finn in the hall. He's like, Princess Bubblegum is freaking out. He was Finn was gone for a minute, going and getting all those weird things for her. The, yeah, but the products he, for the girls. Homies help the homies. Girl stuff. Man. Come on. Do what? I said homies help homies. No, I I I think that is I'm gonna just in my opinion call you out and say that is not a Jake mistake. Okay. I don't think he made a mistake there. I th- I think it's just based off of the timeline and how like minor it was and, and how it grew. It just happened to be where like, yeah, he probably could have said something to Finn sooner, but I think Finn wouldn't have listened to him until yeah. Finn saw it with his eye in the peephole, you know, when he's or in the keyhole or whatever. When they're perving, the yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess they're perving. I mean, certainly. He goes, you don't do that, man. That's pervy. <laughs> she, she was pretty sus at that point. You got to go yeah. check her out. Yeah. Well, okay. If, if you don't have a Jake mistake, I had a backup because I knew that you weren't going to buy that. Okay. It was a pep butt stick mistake. Uh, because Pep Peppermint Butler obviously has this freak out moment where he realizes something is wrong, bashes his teeth, and runs away. Doesn't even show he's back afraid. up. He's afraid. Yeah, but, he's like, but he is like the he is the queen's like right hand. I say the princesses, but he's a right bad guy. Man. He's not right? no, he's not he's, a bad guy. He's he dips his toe in the dark arts. Doesn't mean he's bad. Well, he's looking out for himself. I mean, that's why yeah, he's there. That's he why is. he wants to be Princess Bubblegum's right okay, hand but, man. But if you can say that, that's still a pep up mistake, right? I think he was getting the hell out of there. I bet, you know, he probably owes the lich some lunch money or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you're not wrong. Maybe he did have some sort of a uh, weird one-on-one debt with the lich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He had to get out of there for his own sake. It was funny, dude, the Finn just being like, oh, I went and got her, what is it, uh, bleach, lighter fluid, uh, ammonium, gas, gasoline, gasoline, lady plutonium. stuff. Plutonium. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I know. Lady stuff, I don't know. You I know. know like, well, 
<laughs> that, that, it leads me in because I we we've now touched on it three times. I've been trying to hold my tongue, but let's let's take a quick break because we're gonna come back in. I've got some stuff about Finn in this episode that's gonna it's gonna open up them good like deep doors of conversation. What what a tease! What a tease! Into the meat after this, I suppose. Yeah, we're into, gonna get into the meat. Oh, man, we'll be back in a second. Do you have low energy? And do you have less drive than your candy counterparts? Then you might need a boost to get you through your day. The newest product from Bub Lab Coach is Sugar Shots, the EpiPen for when your sugar levels are low. The new and miraculous drug from the Candy and Drug Administration might be the answer to all of your problems. Ask your local ice cream doctor about the Bub Lab Co. Sugar Shot. The CDA-approved Sugar Shot is prescribed for daily use to boost you and your internal sweetness to brighten up your life. I get to spend more time with my loved ones. I get to spend less time with mine. Side effects may include euphoria, extreme amounts of energy, energy crashing, energy explosions, body convulsions, your loved ones hating to be around you, the innate desire to party, post-party sleeping, and death. Bub Labco Sugar Shots. Sweeten up your day. Welcome back. Nitty yes. Poo. <laughs> Russell Poo. How was your trip down to the Masters, man? Bro, it was good, man. The Masters is is a magical place. I'm if if you guys don't know, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. So the Masters is a bit of my hometown fame. People are like, "You're from Augusta. You play golf." And I was like, "A little bit, you know, a little bit." I'm not a, not very good at golfing, but dude, if if you guys ever get a chance to go down to the Masters, it doesn't even matter if you like golf. Like, I think it's like invite only, though, right? It kind of, sort of, like it's really yeah. hard to get badges. They're very strict about like if they give badges to a specific person, like they really want that specific person or group to have them. So it's like really hard to scalp tickets. It's really hard to rescan tickets to get in. Mm. So it's it's hard to do it. So, but being from Augusta, you know, my dad got us tickets from a patient he had who was like, "I'm going to get you tickets to the practice rounds," and we kind of do that. Jay. I know. And Jackie doesn't even, you know, she's not crazy fan of golf or golfers or anything. <laughs> We're about it's a vibe. 45 minutes into being there. She was like, this is the coolest sporting event I've ever been to in my life. Wow. Like, really? Crazy. Yeah. It's, I'm very jealous. It's very, I, I'm not going to call it existential, but just being there and like the golf course is in the middle of the city. Right. But and it's, it's like not out in some field. It's not out in the country and you feel okay like you're in a different universe. Like you don't wow. feel like you're in the middle of the city. It's, it is wild. I'm, my experience in Augusta, Georgia is not that it's very gorgeous, <laughs> but Augusta it's, like masters, the tournament or whatever is, is very pretty. It's all about yeah. how pretty it is and how pretty the flowers and the the pines and whatnot, the, the golf courses. So yeah. Oh, sorry. Ooh, the, we got a little the, bit of a walk street joining <laughs> on the, in the background here, joining us here. Get out of here, Walkstreet. I don't know what he's barking on right now. Uh oh, this is unprofessional. And we're well. Let's get back into the show. Hopefully, uh, Walks got it out of him, um, as every good dog does. But man, so I want to talk a little bit before we get going into Finn and all that. Let's talk about uh, Princess Bubblegum. Clearly, on some sort of a weekend state. So we see Princess Bubblegum laying there. Her eyes are closed and she kind of mumbles or whatever, but her eyes are normal looking at first. And then over time, you see the lich eyes kind of take over her. Um, 
And I was wondering if it's because the Lich and Princess Bubblegum are so injured, so in such a weakened state, yet the Lich is slightly more powerful because he got a little bit of the energy from the power well. I'm thinking that's why he's able... Because I don't think Princess Bubblegum is weak. I just think he had a little bit more power. He's a little bit stronger in general than Princess Bubblegum is. And so he was able to control her body and, and take it over even while he was in a weakened state. I think if Princess Bubblegum hadn't been been weakened by the power well, I think Princess Bubblegum probably would have been able to overcome him, similar to how Finn did. Yeah, I feel you, man. I feel like she falls in the well, but there is something to be say about the well itself because even her in her like darkened matter state, whatever you want to call it, mosquito state, mm -hmm. um, recreates the power well with all that ingredient. And, you know, and then the Ice King also says he sees the spirit of the Lich come out of the well and attach to her once they pull her out. So it, well, it came even... out of his ashes. It wasn't in the well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the well weakened her state, then it came out of the ashes. So, yeah, yes. you, I mean, like, you are completely right. I think it's the Lich, the the very Voldemort-type, ask, you know, mm -hmm. like, le like leeches onto the weakest being in the room to well, overtake it. Well, it allows us to see the patience of the Lich again. This is another aspect where he's, he's waiting. He realizes that Princess Bubblegum's body alone is not strong enough for him to move around for a while, and that's why you get him kind of bed rest waiting, you know, for the right moment, the opportune moment to gather what he needs through Finn as Finn's like confessing his love, essentially being like, Oh, thank you so much for the sweater that shows that I like you a lot or whatever. Um, it's like, go get, go get these things for me. That's great. Finn, you know, good on you or whatever. And even yeah. more time as Finn goes away, comes back. And then I think she crawls to the bathroom to see what there is first see if there's and Finn takes her back to the bed just to see yeah, if there's anything looking, in there. The the lich's essence the lich is looking for that. Again, there's something about the well of power that we do all of a sudden realize that he, you can recreate the well of power as long as you have lighter fluid and bleach and plutonium and is he gasoline. recreating it though? I just wonder if he's it's like a, some sort of a mixture that gives him some power. Well, you see when when the lich as Princess Bubblegum pours the last ingredient in, you see the little puff of like ghostly okay. face mushroom cloud come out of the bathtub. Gotcha. And so it's the it, right color it, too. It does further my theory about the well of power being where some sort of nuclear bomb hit. And that was like ground zero for the nuclear bomb. And I think this kind of somewhat proves that point of especially plutonium being one of the ingredients that the lich was some sort of essence, some some wish that somebody had from a demonic wishing eye that they wanted to extinguish all life on earth. The bomb happened. The bomb was its own thing. And then when everybody on earth didn't perish, that the lich is like the spirit of the wish come alive going, it still has to fulfill the wish that somebody made to destroy all human life. And it uses the power of that like nuclear juice or whatever in order in to theory. repower itself. In theory. This is my in theory. theory. Theoretically speaking. Yeah. You know? Theoretically speaking. 
Yeah, let's let's be honest. We don't know that if that's really true or not. It's certainly a great theory, though. Yeah, but I, I just am saying, like, in terms of the theory I had for last episode, this definitely, like, bolsters my thought Backs process. Backs it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I think it's it's certainly interesting. I think Lich, maybe he figured out a formula in my mind that allows him to, to be more powerful or recover in some way, something that uh, maybe it's plutonium or whatever that is good for him as a lich. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I, I don't have any further thoughts on that. I just thought it was very interesting to see the lich use patience again in order to get back into um, strength and grow and try and run back for his bigger power well or, or wherever he was heading off to. Maybe he was just trying to get away. No, I think I think he was going back. He had to somehow like repower himself. And same with Princess Bubblegum. Like Princess Bubblegum's body is in a weakened state. That's why he just possesses it. And he needs the actual ingredients to get stronger, you know? So why do you think the sweatshirt doesn't work this time? I think the sweatshirt doesn't work this time because it is Princess Bubblegum that is possessed by the Lich. And so whatever that quote unquote like power of liking a lot you know, can't be used inherently back on her. But also, like, the Lich can still, like, it was the Lich's fire that couldn't touch Finn, right? It wasn't the fact that the Lich couldn't, like, punch him. Or punch him, yeah. Or fight that, him, That was you know? kind of my thought. It's kind of like Pokemon rules, you know? It's like, basically, he uses Reflect, which would stop <laughs> a special <laughs> yeah. ability, you know, or weaken a special ability against him. It, it's not like you can stop a physical punch with that. It's not like you, you know, can't stop of, quick attack, you know. Nobody yeah, can exactly. stop quick attack, you know. So, no, <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. But Yeah, no, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Hmm. I, I love it. Well, the cool thing about this episode is like it's not, it's about the princess being possessed, but I think that there's so much behind this episode. You know, my first thought was Ice King was the most important, one of the most important parts, like the development and Ice King being such a, key part of the storyline but i think a lot of this storyline and it's it can easily be missed is but about finn because a couple of like key things he does it's like he has after the lich and after he saw the pa- the power of the sweater of like liking somebody a lot um he's totally enamored with the idea that princess bubblegum is going to be his girlfriend that they are, they've had this connection. They've, it, on a supernatural level, they've now had this connection. And he is waiting for the moment to tell her, this, your sweater saved my life. And I think he thinks it's going to be that big moment that, you know, we all thought of in middle school of like, I'm going to give her this, you know, I'm going to ask her to homecoming. And that's the big moment where it all happens, you know. Do he you have a moment? Are you gonna are you gonna reveal a moment of yours oh, where you, you did want, something you, embarrassing? You want to know my my you know f- to compare to Finn's moment of of bedside? I like like you a lot. Yeah, please, because I my, have one too. No, my first one was in sixth grade, and it was uh, I had a friend that told a girl that he liked her, and he was like the first one in our grade to do it. It was a big deal, and it was like, oh my gosh! Did everybody I, like her? Was she just one of those girls? Or no, okay, no, no. Okay. I, it was, he just told a different girl he liked, and I don't even think anything happened of it, except for like, they were like, everybody in the class was like, oh man, like they might like each other. And I liked this girl and the same girl. This, no, no, not, not no, okay. sorry, this other girl, this other girl. I'm just looking for more drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's, the drama comes later in middle school. This is sixth grade. This is like, everybody's all of a sudden realizing that your yeah. feelings and hormones are matching up at the same time and everything gets really angsty. 
Cool. Um, but everybody was pressuring me to tell this girl I liked that I liked her because it was very obvious. And it was at this uh, school trip over to Jekyll Island, Georgia. And the whole trip, everybody was like, you should do it. And then they were like, we got we got this girl in the pavilion. You should go tell her this is the moment. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. This is embarrassing. And they coaxed me over there and they're like, so you anything you got to tell her? And I was like, no. And, were, and then I was like, girl, I like you a lot. You should know that. And that was it. And I walked away because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and oh, that, was no. that was the first time I ever told a girl I liked her. It was like, and I said, I like oh, you. No. You should know that. And then I walked away. That's funny, man. Dude, I you? did a trip down the Jekyll Island too. That's so wild. Did you, oh, you got that little 4-H center down there? I think so. It was like a science trip and we were there for yeah, like a whole yeah. week. Yeah, and you stayed in like a, basically like an old prison. Yeah, it was like a yeah, crappy dorm sort of yeah, a thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we, we totally stayed in the same place. Wow, man. That's wild. Mine was in seventh grade, but... Um, no, what I was going to say, oh gosh, I don't even know if I want to, this is so embarrassing. What I was going to say was, I don't really want to say what year it was. It was a, it was a yearbook signing type thing. And I knew I wouldn't see, it was senior it's year high type signing six it weeks was ago senior year high at school. his job. <laughs> um, yeah, we were signing yearbooks and I knew this girl and I had had a crush on her like in middle school and just kind of wouldn't, you know, it wasn't like a everlasting crush, but whenever I saw her, whenever we had a class together, I, it was like, man, if only that I worked out, you know, like, and I think senior year I was crushing on her some, and I was like, Hey, and her yearbook was like, man, like, I didn't say, man, I was like something along the lines of, I liked you for a long time. You know, I know it didn't, it never, our time never came. It was something really stupid. (laughs) And I don't know what, reaction I was looking for, but I basically closed her book and gave it to her. And I haven't talked to her since. I have no idea how she reacted to that, but it was definitely dumb. It was so embarrassing, embarrassingly dumb. I don't know why I did it, but <laughs> um, I wonder if I ever reached out to her, like what she would think nowadays, but, but who knows? I mean, it doesn't matter. She's married. Stuck with I think she has forever. a kid now. I, you know, I don't know. I don't keep track of her, but it was very fascinating that that's just like etched in my mind as like, Hey, here's another one of those really embarrassing moments from your childhood, you know? Yeah. But so I get but it, hey, man. That's, I feel you. Yeah. The Finn moment is like, you shooting your shot, you know, you got to shoot your shot. Gosh, that this was, was the, not I mean, it was the first all. time. <laughs> it, it wasn't the first time he had thought, Finn had thought about shooting a shot. You know, he'd, he'd felt the moments there. Like he had, you know, had little lovey dovey huggy moments with the princess. And I think in the, in light of her almost dying and her, then her kind of saving his life by proxy, um, that leads into what I think the rest of the episode is about is about Finn being so blinded by this moment to shoot his shot that he just doesn't even see through the ugly, through what's going on. He's so just like obsessed with, I'm going to take this moment. I'm going to make the princess feel happy. This is going to be the moment where we're both boyfriend and girlfriend. He doesn't see the toxicity, which is a play on words here because it's toxic bathtub goo mixed with obviously she's not in her right mind yeah the toxicity of our city of our city you know <laughs> yeah you know definitely Yo, not bloody on the world bloody on d- disorder disorder yeah sorry uh system of mm-hmm. down feet up on the table you know 
different song, Ned. Different song. It's still System of the Down. It's all the same song. (laughs) (laughs) It's all just one continuous song. Speaking of middle school, anyways. (laughs) Speaking of middle school, oh man! But but you see, it's like it's all the moments where like Finn is so hyper obsessed with he's sitting there, she's like staring dead ass into the ceiling, and he's like, "I gotta tell you the story about how your sweater saved me." And I'm like, "Dude, she's like suffering right now. She's halfway exorcisting right now, and you are literally like going and grabbing her plutonium, and you can't. He's not. He knows Princess Bubblegum." Oh, and another funny thing, he gives, you start seeing, he calls her Quables and Peebles and all this stuff. And he does that the rest of the show. But I thought this was a really funny moment. He starts giving her little girlfriendy nicknames before. Very cutesy nicknames, yeah. And and it's like, again, in his mind, this was the moment where she was about to be his his girlfriend. And he's already giving her little girlfriendy name. Like, Peebles, what's wrong? Quables, like... He's had this planned out and and he's he's living in this moment in this false reality where because whatever happened last episode and then the episode ends and she's his age. It's, it's his new reality, dude. He it's, I he, he, he I got mean, it. it Semi manifested it, but then what I always she's thirteen years old. What throws me off and a little bit of what I know about next season and then when she kind of has that even that like last little second of. This episode when she's like, my hero. Yeah, and hugs him. Very it seems like she doesn't remember. Little rascal. But it, no, it oh, seems interesting. like she's, she's yeah. so innocent that it's kind of like, well, does she remember all the history that she's had with Finn in terms of like over flirting with him? And does she remember that she was older? And and I think that it's, it's some, again, Finn is so hyper obsessed with it happening that he's, I'm like, did, did, is she even the same person? Is she even the same person that you had a crush on? Now that she's your age, that's perfect. But is it perfect if it's not really the relationship that you've already developed, you know? She definitely pulls the uh, Darla, like, alfalfa, my hero. <laughs> my hero. Good That would be a fun special to do. That could be a fun special. I haven't seen that movie in oh, a real long a time. That's a great movie. I don't know. I'm very curious to see what Princess, Princess Bubblegum is like next season. I'm sure she won't stay that age for very long, if at all. I was, it was weird because on Hulu, they had the sub photo or whatever. I don't even know what it's called. The yeah, thumbnail no. of the episode from last episode as her as a little girl. And then when the episode ended and she's not a little girl, I was like, what is going on with Hulu? And then <laughs> it popped up on this episode. I was like, oh, okay. They just messed it up by one episode. Yeah, but it, it looks like they, I think they mess up a lot. And even, even I think there was a while where Hulu didn't even label the seasons correctly in the final season too. Like they, they hmm. jumped to season 10, but it's actually still season nine. It's really weird. I just, or I couldn't, really I couldn't help but be happy for Finn in a way. I know it's, it's kind of forced and fake and not going to last, but I want him to be happy. I think we all want him to be happy. And this feels like what he wants right now, what he thinks is going to make him happy is this relationship, which there's a lot more going on, bro. You're that age. Go, go just keep exploring, keep having fun, keep adventuring. I mean, but you can't blame him when I was 13 and had crushes on girls. It was like, you get hyper fixated, man. Like you can't, not be over hormonal and thinking about that one person 
Yeah, but then you start to make mistakes, man. You start to write it in people's yearbooks that you'll never see again. That's what season three is, dog. He just, and and season four and five and six and seven. But really, I mean, season three, I mean, you're, you're right. It obviously doesn't stay like this forever. So there's, there's no really denying that, but it's yeah, pretty early on in season three. We, we won't have to have a lot of ambiguity. It's, it's relatively early on in season three where we will get to how this whole like teenage bubblegum thing plays out. Okay. Ned, I can't believe you. You've got the tattoo of the snail and the snail is not one in me right now. <laughs> he's not, he's kind of like with ice king at the moment where I'm like, what is up with the snail? I just saw and peppermint butter. I'm like, I don't really trust them. That's They've why I'm going to get, pe- that's why I'm gonna get a second pep butt tattoo on my left ankle. Dude, he's possessed, bro. He's, <laughs> he's not possessed. possessed. He dabbles in the dark arts. Let's just I can't believe you that. got a tattoo of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least it's going to take forever for him to do anything evil. It, it, no, it, it does actually take a long, a long we won't time see the before for the a next while. thing happens. Yeah. It's, it, is a, it is a minute. It is going to be a minute before cool. he comes back. But but they they do use the snail again. It's it's that that whole like lingering. Um, cliffhanger at the end is purposeful and they they carry on with that canonically which is good Spoiler it's a very drop. fascinating not quite dead tv trope that they use you see it a lot in in movies and films and anime i mean like orochimaru is like the king of if you're a naruto fan of constantly coming back never dying even though you're like oh his head got severed or whatever mm-hmm. got eaten killed whatever he constantly comes back uh it's it's just the trope of like the hero wins, evil can't possibly be alive. Like there's no way. Moments later, you you just see that and they're not quite second, dead. Four second blurb at the end of the episode that's just like ha ha ha. Yeah. The evil they're is not dead. More mad than they've ever been. Some like a fun example of this was uh and actually kind of the opposite. Like the hero is not dead. Emperor's new groove where Cusco <laughs> is supposed to be killed. You know, Cusco's poison, the poison to kill Cusco. Poison, the poison Cusco. <laughs> But he's not actually dead yet. You know, it's like he's going to come back and he's going to be angry that he's a freaking llama now. Same with like the Hydra problem in Hercules where Mm -hmm. you cut off a head and another head grows back. Or Super Saiyans is another one from Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball where the closer a Saiyan gets to dying, so Goku or Vegeta or someone like that, the stronger they will be the next time. Like once they heal up and they take some time, they will be even better and stronger the next time. So every time they have a close encounter with death, they're just getting better. And we got the Lich, man. I'm hoping it's not the case for the Lich. I hope he's not going to come back even stronger and ready to, you know, whoop some butt. But I'll I'll leave that to you, man. He he comes back in several different ways, shapes, and forms that are very all very unique. And the Lich's story turns out to be a very interesting story he is the antithesis of finn he is the um true antagonist of the show but the way he kind of sparses himself coming back in time and time again it's it's all very it's not like i'm more powerful it's just it's all different you know it's all even his strategy for destroying all life in the universe becomes different which is it's very cool it's very they you know spoiler drop again when they start introducing time multiverse type things that's where it gets very lich involved which is cool i'm i'm really excited for that i am pumped that we have our big bad guy the big bad of the show has the been revealed 
and he's out there, he's lurking, and he wants to destroy everything. That's his Just only desire. Freaking liching around. Yeah, liching around. Pretty fun. Liching around. Pretty well, fun, let's not man. be liching anybody. That's not good. <laughs> That's, I don't know. It just sounded weird coming out of my mouth at the time. <laughs> it weird. Ned, do you have any lessons for me? Um, I've got or a couple other lessons. remarks you'd like to make first. I don't know. I mean, not not any crazy factoids about this one. Um, it's just a lot of callbacks to a lot of other shows. Like I already mentioned, like Monty Python and the Clouds Closing. Um, when Jake opens the door to Princess Bubblegum's room, the door sounds like the door to TARDIS, which is from Doctor Who. Um, apparently, when Princess Bubblegum is eating from the giant vat of poisonous house cleaner, she resembles No Face from uh, Spirited Away. Oh. Um, and then a lot of callbacks to The Exorcist, like we already said, like the snapping up in the bed and the, the bed actually like, you know, like uh, floating up in the air, jumbling around. A lot of callbacks to The Exorcist and and did read that in the production notes, the uh, like Penn Ward and Adam Mudo were very excited about this mentality of Adventure Time of like almost being so entertained by the show and being scared at the same time and being kind of frightened was a cool little balance that they liked to float around. So that like you, we can we can do this thing that just makes you feel so uncomfortable and so freaked out, but it's also behind this cartoon and lightheartedness that it was an interesting feeling that they were trying to instill in the watchers, you know? When Jake was talking to Princess Bubblegum and Princess Bubblegum yells at him his name and is all yeah. melty and oh, red. Dude. That might be the creepiest moment of the show yet for me. Easily, easily. And like done on purpose to be like, again, with the room full of flowers, let's make you feel real good. And then boom, throwing like fire and melting eyes like, I, I want my kid to watch this one day, but holy crap, like how far am I going to have to age develop them before we can get to this scene without <laughs> was, nightmare fuel? Ned, how was our, our commercial not like a flower shop? Why didn't we get a sponsor from someone who had flowers <laughs> for the people of Ooh? I don't, that seems like a pretty, pretty obvious. Maybe it was too obvious. Maybe yeah, that's very why. weird. Also very weird that the flowers weren't made out of candy from what I could understand. Well, they're if plants. Everything I mean, they're trees. No. Like, uh, but they're everything in candy, if the roads are made Not out of Willy candy. Wonka. And if the water is made out of, you know, Gatorade. <laughs> like I don't think that's been confirmed. Flowers. Not yet. No, it's not been. It, it, it will be. It will be. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know then. <laughs> I don't know then. I don't know. What about, did you have any like final thoughts? Any kind of... You know, and this is this is technically I'm treating this kind of I want you to get the feeling from the end of this episode leading into season three. So like how you feel how are you feeling now? Like we'll do another episode to finish up season two with heat signature, but the feelings going into season three should really feel right now, you know. I think I am about as excited as I was after season one, but maybe just a touch more. I'm more invested. It's a you know, twice as long. I, we've been doing this for a freaking year now. Uh, my life has been engulfed by more adventure time than I think I ever thought it would, <laughs> especially when we like weren't even planning on doing this podcast a year ago. And we were just like talking about, you'd bring up adventure time and I would roll my eyes and be like, of course, another adventure time <laughs> reference from Ned. Another one. So here we are. I mean, we're cash, dude. We're 54 episodes in now. And... I'm enjoying it. It's a good show. The last 
two episodes have been, including this one, have really kind of got me intrigued at where the show is going to go, where they're going to leave with this. Every comment we ever have on social media is about, oh, I can't wait till I get to the later seasons and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's weird because in my mind, and from what I can tell, like the show was the show, like in the first season, it was what you get from Adventure Time because those are all the very nostalgic classic episodes and Kyridian, Wizard, all that stuff, things that even I knew or I remembered from my childhood or in high school, essentially. But what I'm just I'm so confused. What's gonna happen in the later seasons that people are so excited about it? Because we've already seen all the nostalgic episodes, or at least I thought we did. So I don't know. I'm excited. I, I'm here for the ride, for the journey. I'm traveling along. And I think I think season three is gonna be good. I think this show is ramping up and I think it's gonna keep getting better. Yeah. And it, I'm glad you say that because I'm like when when I watch back through it again, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is end of season two. It's like so much has already happened. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, so much still has to happen, like myself. And like, it, it does feel weird. You're like, we have all of a sudden like found our evil character. We've had a lot of Ice King development. And you're like, how else can we fill seven more seasons of content with content that's even better that obviously all of the fans are like, you haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. <laughs> I'm excited for the season two review. I think I'm going to be able to really get some thoughts together and, and that'll yeah, we be do. a fun episode to Just do. Just the fact that, I mean, the crazy part is I'm, I, you know, was looking back on the Hulu page and I was like, dude, we started out with Nidosphere, which even felt like so long ago just in time. And I was like, we this, the season two recap is going to be so much more fun than our first season because it's going to be like, oh, you know, I didn't think I'd like this episode, but now I think it plays a bigger part in the whole show, like just from finishing two seasons. And I, our recap's going to be fun. We're definitely going to do some top fives here. We sure as hell chose a long show. That will be a long <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, hopefully we, are, we do the whole we thing. Gonna I mean, leave, you know, we'll we aren't going to leave you guys hanging. That's for sure. No, we're going to do our best. I mean, every week, that's, that's what we're here for. We want to do... The show justice the best we can every Tuesday. Try and have an episode unless we just need to miss. Um, honestly, being remote's nice. We're going to do two episodes tonight, and I got invited by DJ Cowboy Hat to go longboard, and I was like, Ooh. I can't, bro. Got to record the podcast. Yeah, remember that thing that anymore. we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> not in his house anymore, which is yeah. it's somewhat sad, but man, it makes it does make just being able to be flexible with recording so much easier, you know. It does. It does. It it was interesting too to see. Uh, let's just we'll save all that for the review. Let's let's take some time and and let's just get through this episode. Now we're fifty minutes yeah. in. People people right. are ready to lap, wrap. Give up. me your give me your lessons. Uh, my lesson is a, a part of the pun that was gonna be that never was. I, I'm not gonna. You know, it's not a joke. I'm not supposed to sit like I didn't get permission essentially for this joke. Uh, so I'm not gonna say that. Pound yeah. cake is the new apple pie. And then me not explain <laughs> that reference to American pie. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do Pound it. Cake, no. Not my sexiest character of the episode. <laughs> you nasty. I'm not. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing here. You're, that's you're, not, you're not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm the, never mind. Political jokes aside. Ned, what is your lesson? <laughs> I got three. I, I got a firm. firm. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> Not no, it's not that. <laughs> no, I was just gonna make a joke about a, a freaking news 
what are the guys anchorman an anchorman that i don't like anyways go ahead Ned. <laughs> when someone's acting whack they probably own crack Ooh, crack being uh, uh no <laughs> crack being a plutonium based bathtub fluid fair um also production plans are key don't let heat signature be your season finale that was a huge one. They Damn. they dropped the ball. They did uh, the heat signature was supposed to release later or earlier on in the season. A blip happened. They had to release it at the end. So production plans are key. Learned that big time. Here's what and, I'll say though: our, our next episode, NEA fifty five coming out next week that we're about to record, going to be a hell of an episode. So you better be there. Oh yeah, e- not, even not we're going to end it right. We our last season finale episode is going to be great. Doesn't yeah, mean yeah, that totally. Vigitimes Times was. Doesn't mean ours is not going to be great. <laughs> ours is going to be real good. Yeah. My last lesson is when the Lord of Darkness is scared, aka Peppermint Butler, you should also be scared. He's the Lord of Darkness. Well, no, is no, he's not the Lord of Darkness. That's that's not a spoiler drop. I'm just saying he's he's dark magic, dark arts, Peppermint Butler, and if he's scared, you got you got to run. He's the Professor know? Snape of this. He really. In a way, yeah, maybe, maybe so. It feels like it right now. Yeah. Uh, Ned, my rec for this week is Good Mythical Morning. Yep. We've talked about Good Mythical Morning before. I freaking love it. Been listening to Ear Biscuits, their podcast, which I'm not going to plug because listen to our podcast. But Good Mythical Morning is fantastic. I watch it almost every day. Um, and so does Allie. Um, something that we both watched. I think I've seen it since the first season of good mythical morning. And I knew of the red and link back when they did their rap battles and stuff back in high school, middle school days. So I big fan of it. Couldn't recommend it more. Um, they just, they've been on a roll. I've really been enjoying it the past couple of weeks. Nice, man. I, I think my rec is going to be, uh, watch some sports this week. It's sports week. So watch your math or the masters is going to be over by the time. Yeah, this watch the masters. Recap. Watch the masters from four weeks That'd be ago. So boring. Don't do but that. Braves baseball starts tonight. So, um, it's now baseball season. My rec's going to be Braves baseball. Let's do it. Let's go. Bravos. Let's go. The Bravos. Yeah, a real wreck that all our listeners can get into. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I know everyone loves sports out there. You know? and, yeah. Yeah. yeah baseball too. Everyone loves baseball and everyone loves the Braves. Yeah. Uh, it's America's team, right? That's what they say. Well, I don't think baseball is America's sport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyways. Man, where, where can all of these fellow suckers, I mean, travelers follow us? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Ned, my gosh. I, well, join me next week when I have a new co-host. Uh, thank you so much for listening, <laughs> following, reviewing us, uh, you know, on your podcast listening app or whatever. We, I'm sure we're not out of stickers. Like, if we need to get more stickers, we will at this point when this yeah, episode comes out. Yeah, we've already given like 7,000 out. out, you know? Oh, yeah. It's been whew, bid den in our wallets. Uh, no, go review us on Apple Podcasts and send us a snapshot of it, and we'll send you a sticker. I mean, it's going to take five seconds of your time, and you get a really cool little never-ending adventure time A little, bl- a little blooper, you know? Little, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, Instagram us at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Uh, just your thoughts, your opinions. Wrap up season two with us. Uh, you, you're not going to send it in time? Never mind. But send it anyways. It'll be fun. We'll talk about mm-hmm. it during season yeah. three. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> our YouTube, you know, all the things. We'll see you next Tuesday. Everybody, boys, girls, people, them, theys, everything, whatever. Party forever. Uh, the love that you guys.